Chapter 1 On the way to Brantwood Road, just after he'd burned through the third of four red lights, Detective Chief Inspector David Rosen had been pulled over by a pair of constables in a BMW traffic car. With the engine still running, he'd shown his warrant card to them as his window slid down. Their conversation had been to the point. Herod, fifth victim, golden hour. They waved him on. Minutes later, at the cordoned-off scene of crime, Rosen braked hard. In spite of the need to move fast, he was frozen for a moment by a memory of the funeral he'd attended yesterday. He could still hear the raw grief of Sylvia Green's mother as her daughter's coffin disappeared behind a curtain in the crematorium. It was the fourth funeral he'd been to in as many months. And with each murder, the interval between killings was growing shorter. Four victims, their faces and names, their lives, all constantly jostled inside his head. Four dead women, and the killer was as far away as he had been from the first. He tried to breathe slowly to release the solid band of stress around his chest. Go, he said to himself. He hurried from his car to the back of the white crime scene investigation van, where Detective Sergeant Carol Bellwood was standing, already suited and ready to enter 22 Brantwood Road. He snatched a white protective suit from the metal shelf of the van. Light beads of rain had settled on Bellwood's black hair, arranged in plaited rows tight against her scalp. How long have you been here? asked Rosen, dressing. Three minutes, replied Bellwood. Rosen took a mental snapshot of the scene. It was just past seven o'clock on a dark March morning. Two rows of large 1930s semis faced each other across an affluent suburban road. The pavements on either side were lined with trees, and each house had three metres of garden between the front door and the fence that bordered the pavement. To the east, the crescent moon over Brantwood Road wasn't the only source of light. Number 22, the house they'd been called to, was floodlit by the night owl searchlight on the roof of the scientific support van. Rosen glanced at the house next door. Number 24, he said. It's the only house I can see with the lights out. Its windows were black. All the other houses, from the teens through to the thirties, were lit up, the neighbours awake and aware of a rapidly growing police presence. Rosen, dark-haired, thick-set and middle-aged, was in a hurry to get his latex gloves on, but the more he hurried, the more he failed. Here, said Bellwood gently, time is of the essence. She unrolled the bunched tangle on the back of his hand, and Rosen felt a tingle of embarrassment at a young woman's touch. Curtains are flapping. I hope someone's seen something, said Rosen. Let's find out what the uniforms have come up with. Rosen stepped into his overshoes without any of the fuss the gloves had caused him. Three uniformed officers, a sergeant and two constables, stood at the gate of number 22, guarding the blue and white cordon, grim-faced, silent. Chief Inspector Rosen, said the sergeant. Sergeant, replied Rosen, knowing his face from somewhere but not his name. Who was here first? The constables responded, the sergeant informed him. I took over the scene on arrival. Who's in the house? inquired Rosen. Scientific support. The sergeant gave his book the merest of glances, checking the names on his running log of those he'd allowed through. D.C. Eleanor Willis and D.S. Craig Parker. Where's the husband? The sergeant nodded towards a nearby police car, 
its back door wide open, where a big man in neat blue overalls, feet planted on the pavement, head down, vomited into the gutter. As Rosen watched the husband, he noticed a newly promoted detective constable, Robert Harrison, leaning against the passenger door of an unmarked car, staring in his direction. Caught in the act, Harrison turned his head away. What did the husband tell you? Rosen directed his attention at the constables. That he was called out at twelve minutes to three this morning, the first constable replied. Twelve minutes to three? That precise? The second constable pointed at a green van parked nearby, a skilled tradesman's murk. If you look at the van, sir. I clocked it on the way in, said Carol Bellwood. It says on the side of the van, Philip Caton, 24-7 bespoke plumbing central heating engineer. There's a mobile number and a picture of Neptune wielding his trident. Embarking...